Thanks, everybody, once again for tuning in. Uh, me and Mark are up here in the office. We're actually right in the middle of a discussion trying to figure out what our next educational podcast is. So if you guys have ideas, don't be afraid to call Mark, um, and we'll get that set up. So that's something that we're working on here. Definitely want to get those vets together uh, for a good one yet yeah, later was on. Going that, back was, that was going to be a good one. I was going um, back and forth with Gabe, mm-hmm. uh, emailing. They're busy, of course. Yeah. He's a vet, so... Uh, they want to do it, or do we just haven't set a time yet? So yeah, it's going to be interesting. He that's was pretty, good. He was pretty. Excited. I guess he has this retired or guy that's retiring there uh, at, that practices at their clinic, and that guy was pretty excited about oh, it. Oh, so, it would be amazing what yeah. he'd all bring to the table. But meanwhile, right now we're in the time I thought about it the other day. Um, it's time to get started thinking about getting your your yearlings sold. Like you should start thinking about where you're going to sell them. A lot of these sales are starting to take their consignments. Uh, talk with Lloyd Yoder, the Breeder Showcase. Obviously, they're starting. Um, you know, Robert's sale coming up here, the Mid High Yearling yeah. Sale. That's going to be coming. Um, the Middlefield Sale. Yep. Uh, we've got a lot of yearling sales coming up. And if I didn't mention you guys, it's not because you guys aren't worth anything. It's just um, we could sit here. There's quite a bit of yearling sales actually, and every sale so far has had their their very advantages and some disadvantages obviously every sales got their advantages and disadvantages now uh the thing to think about right now is if you've got something it's like we said earlier and i think it'd be a good idea to listen to the podcast and the next journal coming out here we'll have that again a list with all the sharing ids for all the podcasts and there's a podcast in there that we had talked about prepping yearlings, which it already starts when you're feeding the bear while she's in full. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and obviously when the the weanling to the yearling stage, um, if you have not done so, you might want to listen to that one. Um, sharing ID obviously uh, is going to be coming up, and we'll try to find it yet before we're done with the podcast. That, and mention and it on I here. actually uh, printed that podcast oh, in this next issue, so we sweet. we put that in words. Uh, the other yearling cell I wanted to mention is a new one, uh, Keystone. I can't think of the name right now. They sent me an ad. There's an ad coming here in the next issue. Oh, uh, cool. It's in Lancaster, <clears throat> close to La- south of Lancaster, I think, somewhere there at a new place. Never heard of the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willis Troyer, um, another guy from out there. Wasn't I can't think of his name right now. But then uh, Blue Mountain, um, Joseph Lance is involved there as well. They're putting their first sale together. Actually, uh, Willis has told me they're they're full of consignments. They no like, kidding. They just kind of word of mouthed it, and they uh, I guess they basically yeah I think they're full of consignments. I don't want to say for sure, but yeah. well, if I remember right, I was talking with him here the other day, and I think he said so. Um, so that's exciting. That's going to be a brand new sale to go to. I guess another one would be the. Uh, the Breeders' Cup sale down and mm-hmm. right down here. That'd be here. the second one. Second sale. That's, I think that's going to be a pretty pretty big splash. They, you know, they of course they don't have only yearlings, but they also have yeah. a mixed sale. And the Stein presentation mm-hmm. is going to be huge. They actually have an ad, um, not this one. The other one I was looking at it, <clears throat> um, strictly about the Stein presentation, just how it all works, um, and that arena there. Stein owners, that arena is. Unreal. If you want to have your stud performing in an indoor arena, that's going to be the place, I think. Yeah. You know, the Meg Center is great. Gordyville is great. But this ring down here is huge. That's the big thing. I biggest thing I heard from all the drivers that drove in that ring were like, dude, this ring is unreal. It's wide. Mm-hmm. They can really trot the turns and stuff. So that's something to keep in mind. 
uh, you know, if you're planning your winter out where you want to take all your steins to the presentations and stuff, it's definitely a place. Uh, well, it's time to start thinking that about that. Recommend. We're nearing the end of the breeding season, and it's time to start getting that stuff together. Like your colts, you know, like I went out. I had I have to start analyzing my masterpiece stud colt and try to figure out, okay, what are we going to do with it? Now, I think, um, you know, I've got a consignment to go. If my plan was to take them up here in Mount Hope, uh, it's kind of the plan, but it's still, you got to look at them. And it's like we said in, in other podcasts and earlier that you rather want to be uh, the one of the top horses in a low end sale. If you just have a mediocre horse, then one of a mediocre horses in a top end sale. Um, you know, that's stuff you have to look at because if you watch um, in the sales, you know, obviously the averages are great up here and in some of these, the top sales, the averages look great and stuff. But if you look at some other sales, that the the top end, what that brought, it's still, you know. If you can be in the spotlight. If you can be at the spotlight at some of their sales, it's always yeah. worth it kind of to think of it that way. Also, uh, make sure those legs are straight. And it might be too late now if the thing's too crooked and you didn't start trimming them stuff. But that's stuff to start thinking about. And another thing to start thinking about is, like, if you're going to take these colts and just kick them out on the pasture and forget about them and then two, three weeks before the sale, take them over to somebody to prep them. No fair chance at all. If you, there is no if chance. If you did not take care of that yeah. baby, it will be worth your extra three, four weeks to send them earlier. Like my colt, um, you know, I've got my, the guy coming out, they take care of the feet, got them on a feeding program and stuff. That's all stuff you're doing. But I still like to send them early to the guy that's going to prep them just because that extra muscle tone, the extra time, it just, I think it makes a difference. And, and it so does, definitely. definitely talking about feeding colts. Um, I once had a veteran, it was about a perching colt. I had this colt. I wanted to take him to a sale and stuff. And I was trying to figure mm-hmm. out what I want to do with him. And my farrier was there, um, check cam ape. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, you know, they all have a world of knowledge. They grew up with, Mm-hmm. You grew up in Jake Kimes' house and barn, then you kind of went to vet school. But uh, we were looking at this one colt, and he said, well, you're going to have to – a colt, he, he, he said, and his colt's always like – he sells a lot of virgin mm-hmm. colts as yearlings, uh, and they're always fat, big, fat. And he said, you know what? you got to feed them for six months before they start getting fat because they're growing so much. He yeah. said – yeah, you probably should start now if you want to sell him in eight months from now because he said just for him to catch up, you know, you actually have to feed, you know, extra feed, feed, feed for literally, I'm sure it's not six months, but he said plan on feeding for six months before you see him actually yeah. fattening up. And and, and it's that different time. probably in standard breads, but that was in a perching colt that's growing an inch mm-hmm. a day almost, you know. So that's something to keep in mind is do not plan on – Sending your scrawny colt to a farm to prep for two months and plan on seeing a nice colt. Exactly. And if it's if it's a black colt, I always like thinking right now is a good time to start keeping them in out of the sunlight during the daytime. And you, most of the time, if they're out there anywhere, they're just stomping at flies and, and not even enjoying not themselves. Gaining. And they're actually just ruining their joints and ruining stuff like that. We were out at Spring Run Farms this last week, uh, had some company from Indiana in, which our Indiana trip didn't work out. Um, we ended up going out to Horse Progress Days. But then we had a lady passed away in the church we were going to go to, oh. and they canceled the church. So we didn't make it to church. Um, but... We had Indiana Company, and we went out to Spring Run Farm, and every time I'm there, it's just amazing how those guys, how organized everything is there. Um, 
you know, they've been doing it for a long time, but those guys are so organized, so particular. Um, but, but it was interesting, you know, they do that. They keep their Colts in that small paddock during the daytime and then at nighttime, they'll let them out to, to eat in the grass and stuff like that. So just make sure they have plenty of hay, unlimited amount of hay where they're in and just keep them in out of the sun. I think, because that makes a difference. Even if your cold isn't black, a true black, if you can get that dark, deep brown, just about an Amish black color on those oh, things, yeah. it that makes, makes a, a difference, difference every little bit like that. So, you know, if a cold shows up and if you haven't started, start warming them and don't, you know, you hear sometimes, and I'm not a vet, any aspect or means, but I had a good friend of mine and, and you know, he was warming his cold regularly and the thing actually stuffed up with worms and I think it killed the cold, but uh, but that's something to be aware of, too. If you haven't been warming them, don't just give them the whole tube. You might want to start in a little bit slow and not, yeah. not get too carried away. But that stuff, start now. If A lot of people are nature like me and Mark, and, and we don't plan ahead. Like That's not our natural instinct to think that in November I'm going to be selling this yearling. We better start planning now because I'm going to an auction that I need a hotel room, and I'll get it like two days before or on the way there or on the way there or you know it's just stuff we do that way but here's something that you honestly have to plan before you've got to get a game plan together you've got to take that time to figure it out we're halfway through the year um another thing i was thought i wanted to mention is if you're on a horse farm um and you have a farm i think it would be a good idea like in business we do a uh Okay, we're through the year, half year now. I like to do a monthly analysis of, of business every month. Mm-hmm. How are things going? How are things looking? I created a budget. I created a plan for the year, and how is it comparing to the plan? Am I lining up with what it's supposed to be? But if you don't do that, and if you didn't do that, you better sit down. We're halfway through the year. You better look back, see what you spent, see what you've got coming in, in the horse world, and, and plan for this fall. If you've got bills that are 60 and 80 days old that you didn't pay just because it's a hobby and you just push them off, there's other people who need those bills to be paid so they can pay their bills. Right. And it's just stuff to, like, time flies by so quickly and you think, well, I'm just going to push that back or I'll push this back. Halfway through the year, boys, it's time to take a day and just stop and look back and see all what happened and start getting a plan for the you know for the rest of the, the rest year. Of the year. I think it would be a really good idea. It's a great idea. A lot of us do horses as a hobby um and and it's for fun. Therefore we kind of push off the financial parts and the business parts of things and we kind of forget about it. We're just kind well, of Well, I by think the seat a of lot of us like we start in as a hobby. Exactly. And if you're doing something for fun, and it is fun, and then you grow in it, yeah. and then you go deeper, deeper, deeper. All mm-hmm. at once, I think, sometimes we have to stop and say, all right, like, this is actually a little business that we it just is. created by accident, by a hobby. And it was just a lot of fun, and our kids got involved, and we grew this. And all at once, we have a herd of 30 or 40 horses. Well, if you have a herd of horses like that, like, it is a business all at once. So I think it's definitely, and even if you – Still do it as a hobby. I think it's still good to know how much. Anything you do, in money, my opinion. Yep. Right. And it that can be a boat, whatever it can be. Exactly. You still want to know how much money exactly. at the end of the year that you actually put in there. I don't know because I go fishing. I do it for fun, and I have no idea how much money I spend on fishing. Maybe I should. But still, you've already <laughs> talked about like your boat to rent it out, oh, stuff yeah. like that. And, and just make an account and just watch it and just try to see how things are going. Definitely would encourage it. 
<clears throat> you know, to anybody. And it also makes it more fun um, because you have more than just, you've got, hey, this is numbers to deal with and stuff. Even if you lose money, big whoop to do just as long as you can kind of see where it's going. But that's just an opinion, opinion only. I uh, decided to throw it out because this is halfway through the year and time to think about toward the end of the year. A lot of big sales coming up. One sale that we wanted to talk about that is coming out now um, is the Mid-Michigan Summer Outdoor Driving Sale in Edmore, Michigan. Um, the address is 7948 North Sheraton Road, Edmore, Michigan. It's an outdoor sale. Now, that is if weather permits. Yeah. Is, is So it is an outdoor sale if it's nice. The driving starts at 7.30, and the sale starts at 10 a.m., and it's at July 15th, so that's just coming up here pretty soon. If you want a catalog, uh, Earl Lehman, he's the sale manager. His phone number is 989-826-6161, and if you want to bid by the phone, call Earl in advance. And, uh, and he'll definitely make sure he's got somebody on the phone uh, for you. But there's kind of a unique, uh, some unique consignments. Uh, Mark has a couple consignments yet, if you don't mind, Mark, just yeah. rattling them off. You had Earl, I think he had called you and left you a message with some consignments that he's got coming. Yeah, I was uh, on the phone. Actually, John, John Mass, good friend of mine up there, uh, trains a lot of horses, called me with a list of horses coming. He's on the committee there mm-hmm. as well. Uh List of geldings here. Um, three-year-old gelding by Pine Echo out of a Donnerill Dam. Another one, six-year-old Swan for All gelding out of a Revenue S Dam. Three-year-old Wheeling and Dealing gelding out of a uh, Federal Flex Dam. Four-year-old Mr. Cantab Prince Pine gelding. Another four-year-old gelding by Lockkeeper and out of Super Pleasure Dam. Another four-year-old gelding by Donata Hanover out of a Muscles Yankee Dam. And a three-year-old gelding by Anna Way We Go out of a Craze Dam. And another two-year-old gelding by Garland Eddie uh, out of a Mutineer Malamar Man Dam. Uh, short list of mares here as well. Uh, three-year-old mare by Full Count. And out of a call tool free dam. Oh, dude, that's got to be a nice man. Oh, yeah. And here's another one, a Dream on Cause, three-year-old Dream on Cause, Angus Hall Dam, three-year-old Brazen, Mr. Cantab, uh, two-year-old Mare by Mr. Anson um, with the Royal Prestige Second Dam, another two-year-old Mare by Rompaway Wally out of a Donnerail Dam, uh, seven-year-old Mare by Cassis and out of a Dream Vacation Dam. Oh, man, I like um, that. And he just said there's many more sired by mm-hmm. Brazen. Brazen is a balanced image. Sun stands up there in Michigan. Uh, he said there's a lot of nice up-and-coming offsprings of him. Canadian Kind is another horse that stood up there, might still stand up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did say that this sale has been known to – we were talking about the sale and stuff a little bit, mid-Michigan up there, their sale they got going. I was up there actually – Way back, the first time he was in Edmore, it was not a good experience for him. They had put a brand new track in. Um, It was muddy. It was all good. But it was in March in Michigan. We had, like, a whole pile of clothes along and stuff. Mm -hmm. And ended up being sunny. It was an outdoor sale. Like, they were going to have an indoor sale all at once. There was a pile of people there. It wasn't, wasn't enough place to house everybody. They literally, they sold the local horses on the inside, moved out on the outside, had an incredible nice sale. It was literally 45, 50 degrees and sunny, and it was super nice to be outside. So um, we were talking about some horses. Uh, John just said there's, there in the last couple of years, there was a lot of nice two- and three-year-old mm-hmm. trotters that came out of there um, that, you know, people from their area and stuff there got 
they might have raised them or bought them fresh, mm-hmm. prepped them for a little bit, sold them there. They went on to be, to be a super nice coats. Yeah. Trotting um, sale graduates. And yeah, they actually, he was graduates saying that John himself actually had that um, Dr. Gump mare. Oh. Um, what was her name? Lady Gump. She originated out of that sale, so he was pretty excited. She sold as a two-year-old, I think. She was just sixty days in harness, mm-hmm. and she, you know, she was like very green yet and stuff. So, um, definitely something to keep in mind. Um, if you're looking for a new sale to go to. Feel free to uh, head up there. Call Earl if you need any for in- any more information. Nine eight nine eight two six six one six one. And that is July 15th. So that's just coming up. July 15th is just coming uh, up around the corner. Next Saturday. This Saturday, guys, Mount Hope Standard Bread Sales coming up. Tomorrow is Thursday, July the 6th. Um, We're starting to take consignments for our mid-high draft horse sale. Now, obviously, a lot of Standard Bread yearlings get sold here as well because we sell in the second ring um, Tuesdays of the crossbred sale. That's going to be October the – did you change that calendar already, Mark? Uh, the October, that's the 2022. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, Let me three, get the date real quick. Um, yeah, that's right. Yep, October October's the 10th. Right, yeah. So October the 10th is when uh, when our crossbred sale is going to be. Now we sell about 550 crossbreds in the main arena. And then at 1 o'clock we start selling yearlings. And we've had a bunch of standard bred yearlings already show up there and then sold okay. We really, it's been to the point where we're, we put a cap on it. I think we're going to take 160 yearlings total and that's it. So um, if you have any interest consigning there, don't be afraid to call into the office after tomorrow, 330-674-6188, and they'll get you all consigned up uh, for that. Why don't you talk about the magazine? I was going to talk about it earlier. Um, We are submitting today, which is Wednesday. Uh, It's all together. There's, I think, three more ads that I have to smudge out of the corner somewhere yet and get them but uh maybe we should actually no we have everything but (laughs) no (laughs) it's all good it was actually my fault so uh we are uh submitting that today that will be uh coming out the 14th is when that releases so usually it takes another week or two uh depends where you're at Mm -hmm. um being mailing the you know a bigger package like that uh it takes a little longer coming out so, uh, yeah, that's going to be something to look forward to. Full challenge was um, – my expectation was 40. I think they're 74, no. I think. Yeah, 74, I think. So, <laughs> Unreal. Um, that's going to be something interesting. Uh, we didn't put any pedigrees in this year. A lot of people said, you know what, it's a full challenge or a photo contest. You know, it would be interesting just to not even know what it is. So, uh, we just numbered them like last year. No – there's no pedigrees in it, nothing, just the pictures. Um, and uh, so you people can vote on them. It's just like last year. You call in, same number and everything. Just leave a voicemail. Um, I'll try and keep that cleaned up. My voicemail only goes to 20, so I got to keep that checked every now and then. Uh, and then what we're going to do is uh, in the fall issue, for the breeders, there's a lot of stallion owners that mm-hmm. you know send four or five foals in. Uh, you know, nicer ones out of their stallions and stuff. So uh, in the fall issue, we're going to do the same layout with all the pedigrees underneath them. So that's something to be looking forward to. And, you know, for the next three months, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. you can actually, like, guess. Um, what I imagined is, shoot, take yourself a piece of paper, number it, one through 74, and behind every number, write exactly what you think that that, that is. is, and shoot. 
all your brothers can do the same thing and just have your little. For kids the most part, you're going to be able to guess some, like the reach for glories, the dream on cause. You know, you've got some white there, and the the ones that get harder are going to be like the Aussie offspring stallions. You know, can get harder. Some of them that it's just. It's unique how many, like, you see a Colt and you're like, oh, I bet you he's out of this one. Or I bet you I he's wish, out of this one. just for this, just thinking about this right now, I wish I knew how many different stallions there is. There's probably, <laughs> I'm guessing between, there's probably close to 30 different sires. 20, oh, dude. For sure, 20 different sires. It'll be I'm guessing. It'll be interesting. So it is, it is a wide field. Last year was a little more. We just scrambled it together last minute. Uh, it was a little more like, who we ran after and mm-hmm. said, hey, would you want to be a guinea pig for mm-hmm. this? Like, uh, this year is like, there was Stein owners from all over called me and we're like, hey, can I have a cold in there? I was like, of course you can have a cold in here. So uh, there's a lot of studs. So don't be don't be afraid to guess bizarre if mm-hmm. you're guessing. So mm-hmm. Good deal. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Remember, we're halfway through the year. Keep on thinking about the future. Look in the behind. What happened before? Make sure the bills are all paid up for, guys, and we're heading toward the end of the year.